Welcome, welcome, welcome to Bard's Backlog, episode number 11. I am your host, Josh Gallegos, and joining me today, the casual Jared Benson. Jared, I see you have a little wrap around your arm. What's going on there? Uh, Donated my bodily fluids for a good cause. Seems like it. (laughs) (laughs) You know how that goes. Yeah, exactly. So this is a really special episode because I can actually see Jared's arm right now. And all of Jared, because we are together for the first time on the podcast. And that's because I moved down to Florida. I had that whole transition this month. um, And I'm here going back to school. Jared is in the area. so And he is not the main reason I came back. But, you know, (laughs) one of those perks on the side. So really appreciate being able to spend some time with him and reconnect a little bit before he ditches from here. I consider myself Josh's side perk. (laughs) You scared me a little bit when you started. I was like, oh, he speaks that loud. I forgot about that. I do. Sorry. Yeah. I'm tra- well, and I'm trying to project a little yeah. bit more. Because, no, I get you. Uh, we're having to share a mic here because of a sad oversight from me. I um, got a new computer, and I didn't realize I needed a specific lightning cable adapter. I'm pretty sure is what it is. Apple, man, they yeah. are just monopolizing on all the different <laughs> little adapters and everything. Just use a USB port. Like, yes. everything uses USB. Um, They're the ones who got rid of the whole headphone jack. Now everyone has no headphone jack. Yes. Jerks. I digress, but it is definitely something I am a little bitter about right now. But regardless, um, this is Bard's Backlog. Let me see if I can do this without any notes, because usually I just read the thing. Yep. uh, The ever-growing catalog of games inducted into the Hall of Games. We are the gatekeepers and subsequent executioners for any candidates including today's i think i missed a couple words there but i was really good actually <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was very impressed yeah it was only a couple sentences so and i've done it enough at this point i should have it down i really shouldn't be using the paper for everything but it's just so easy to rely on that and i don't have anything like that for um this episode i don't even have um any ads as like we did last week although um i got some good feedback about that and we should be able to use those going forward perfect i like that so uh, might be able to get a little compensation oh. for our work here um but that's beside the point of course we take games every week and we decide whether or not they are worthy of the hall of games um last time we covered uh animal crossing and that Obviously, went into the Hall of Games. I feel like there's no ifs, no ands, or buts around it. No question about no question. it. There's definitely um, a fantastic game there. So, outside of that, um, I'm just trying to think about the housekeeping stuff. I guess you guys could contact us through Twitter. That's the platform that we try to use for um, the podcast. So, I'm at Video Game Bard, and Jared is at, at Jared T. Ben. And there you can submit questions for the podcast. If you have any ideas for segments or anything else along those lines, feel free to reach out to us there. And interact with us in general. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, We love to see how you guys are doing and what you guys are thinking about, what games you're playing yourselves. Yes, absolutely. We love to talk video games on Twitter. Or um, I'd like to be able to set up, like I said, a Patreon or an email list or something like that that we could use uh, for the community itself and helping to... Uh, burgeon forth something in that regard but of course a little bit down the line and right now I am in the midst of just transitioning out here to Florida so I don't have a whole lot of time to put towards some of the stuff that I've been wanting to do Um, but hopefully this semester that's kind of the goal is like as we get into the fall I'm gonna try to build some of this stuff and actually work on it a little bit now this week Jared I really don't have a whole lot of extra episode. Um, We could talk about the games we play in really quick before we do anything else. So let's go ahead and just jump into that segment. of course discuss what exactly our gaming has been dedicated toward recently and you said you were gonna bring up one punch 
something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it is called One Punch, The Road to Being Hero. Uh, it sounds super corny. It is super corny. <laughs> if you've ever watched One Punch, the art style is just bombastic and crazy. Uh, it, it's full of zany characters that don't make sense, and the game is the same. It's an auto-attacker. Uh, you set up a team. It's actually very complex. I'm not good at it. That's how I know when a game is complex, is when I'm not good at it. Yep. <laughs> That's my benchmark. But I've really enjoyed it. It's a mobile game. Uh, I love finding good mobile games, and I would recommend this one uh, to you guys. It's very easy to play. The tutorial is actually much better than most turn-based strategy games tutorials are, with actually pretty in-depth... Um, like extra tutorials it's pretty i've been very pleased with how easy it is for a casual like myself to gain access to this game and then you've been playing i have been playing primarily ghosts of tsushima i'm excited and man oh man this is probably going to be the game that takes game of the year for me i am absolutely loving my time with it it is of course a samurai game set in the 13th century the mongols invaded the island of tsushima which is off uh, main island japan and you play as the ghost, the samurai who survives the first battle and begins to take his revenge out on the invading Mongols. Um, and they're far outnumbered there on the island, um, the Japanese versus the Mongols. So it leads to a lot of interesting like um, story juxtaposition between the two cultures. And you get to see um, a lot about the Japanese culture and what it's like in wartime. And so it's really, and then the other thing that's really awesome about it is that it deals a lot with the code of the samurai and how the Mongols are actually taking advantage of the code um, because it's all about honor and respecting your opponent and taking um, time to like make sure that they're prepared for battle. And the Mongols don't do that. They will, they're cutthroat. They're going to kill you. They're going to stab you in the back. And so he kind of has to. The main character Jin has to kind of adapt to that. And it's a really interesting story on that front. On top of that, it is a beautiful, beautiful game. And I told you a little bit about this the other night because I was just so excited about it. Like, And I want to show it to you when mm-hmm. you come over later this week because it is like breathtakingly... like The way the lighting works, Like it, every time that the sun's going to set, it gets to a perfect point in the horizon where it's just... Um, glancing off of like the flowers and the trees like bleeding through the trees and like these beautiful ways and it's just something that as I just am riding around on the island I'm just fully taking in and falling in love with there are splashes of red all over the place there's this whole golden forest where it's just yellow trees and those look absolutely beautiful when the sun hits them and um even just like riding at night like the sky is blue you can see hundreds of stars and the moon comes out and it's like this glistening silver everything about it is just so amazingly gorgeous and it's interesting because the graphics themselves aren't are not, maybe not the graphics the animations themselves aren't anything really to write home about the game is kind of stilted in some points and like the way that the faces and everything are animated aren't the best like coming out of The Last of Us, um, that was something that really stood out for that game is how lifelike everything was. And this game isn't quite at that level, like that part, like that level of immersion, but it is absolutely beautiful when it comes to the environments themselves and like the way his cape flows in the wind and um, little touches, like he'll uh, clean off his sword and stuff and do little things like that and like wipe off the blood off of it and and put these like i'll put all these things together and it really just makes a fantastic package and i'm thoroughly enjoying the story the side quests everything about the game is just speaking to me right now so i'm really looking forward to finishing it i got to i think the main first like part finished so i just finished that yesterday and i think there's two other major portions to the game so it shouldn't be too long, but uh, really looking forward to jumping into that. Seems like a beautiful game, and it's perfect, too, for ushering in the next gen of consoles. It's it's funny, Josh and I were talking when uh, he came over for dinner the other night, that <laughs> one of the reasons why new consoles had not been released for, it's been over seven years, I think, now, right? Mm-hmm. Is just because the prevalence of 4K televisions in people's homes was not at a statistically high enough level to warrant having such beautifully animated um, 
games powered by incredible consoles with mm-hmm. incredible graphics cards. It just wasn't at that stage yet, so they've been waiting. And now two games, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, seems to be like a beautiful stepping stone into the next generation. And it's super exciting to see where that's all going. It's definitely like the way to like look at this is as it's end cap to the generation. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and you see everything that's been building up throughout the entire like life cycle of these consoles displayed not only in like like there's a little bit of like ray tracing and stuff that ha- I don't think this game incorporates that are like next level stuff that a game like Control actually that I played used a lot of. Um, but even that would make your system chug. Like this is like a perfect marriage. Ghost of Tsushima is a perfect marriage of like making it run smoothly and look just as beautiful as you could possibly make it. So uh, really awesome game. Um, and then outside of that, Jared, you mentioned potentially talking about. Overcooked. Yes. So Josh coming back into town, of course, I got to have him and uh, Karina over for dinner and, uh, and Lucy and I. So we we all got together, the four of us, and played a game called Overcooked, which is just all of the stresses that are already in 2020. This will add to them <laughs> in the most charming uh, 3D way. So you, you have to play Overcooked. The premise of the game is that there's a giant meatball monster coming to take over the world, and you have to prepare for the insatiable <laughs> hunger of that monster by communicating with each other out loud and maneuvering in a kitchen. You have to wash dishes at the same time that you have to cook beef. At the same time, you have to prepare the beef, prepare the vegetables, boil soups, all this different stuff. It's like and shouting at each other, hey, go clean the dishes. Hey, I need a clean dish over here. I need You're burning the tomatoes. and uh, No, you weren't <laughs> supposed to put uh, mushrooms in that soup. It's incredible, zany, uh, whack fun, and Josh is awful at it. I am not awful, <laughs> I would say. It's definitely a game that like requires a level of concentration yes. and communication. Oh, yeah. That if you're not hitting that, things can get chaotic real fast. For I don't sure. think we had a moment where the kitchen caught on fire. Because we were able to like get to food before it burned, but like that's something that can happen. Uh, you have to like pay attention to dishes and making sure that you have those cleaned and stuff, which adds a whole other madness layer to the whole thing. And then on top of that, the stages, man, just make it even worse because you're just trying to transition yourself between from stage to stage into whole new sets of challenges like in one stage you'll be on a set of three buses and the buses are like moving on the highway as you're cooking (laughs) it's like fear factor with cooking (laughs) yeah exactly terrible um or there's like a stage where like i think the one that really got us were the ice ones oh yeah it was awful um so there's like layers of ice and you're just slipping all around and you have to like try and cross without falling and if you fall you're out of the game for like 10 seconds dropping fully cooked dishes of food that you've spent (laughs) yelling at each other to make right in the ice oh it's it's a disaster so it's a ton of fun would highly recommend it absolutely worth how much what 20 bucks something like that 25 bucks i think 15 was it 15 okay i can't can't remember but worth it uh, on the nintendo switch uh highly recommend yes and then the second game is out um that's more of the same i would say if you don't enjoy the premise of the first one you're not going to like the second one and i would also say to get the first one because it's a little simpler um and if you if you like that then you could get the second one but the first one kind of like sets up the premise really well gives you everything that you need to learn and it's really like it's simple in that way like i think you only have two action buttons correct you're not having to like juggle a whole lot as far as the controls go but the madness comes in like trying to communicate in the kitchen and it really captures just like being in a crazy kitchen during rush hour really well if you like the frustration of heads up trying to communicate with people while playing heads up trying to communicate with people while playing catchphrase for all of my homeschool christians out there uh (laughs) then you will like this game it's a lot of fun with a group of friends and highly recommend it i'm gonna finish this section out by talking about one last game that i have been playing with my wife actually, and we've been putting in a couple hours here and there whenever we have some time in the evening. Um, Resident Evil 5. Oh, boy. This is the only mainline one, I think, that's co-op, and it's built to be co-op. So it's kind of cool. And it came out, I think, in 2007, so it's old. You mean of the Resident Evil series? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. There's a couple of, like, um, what do you call it? Like, spinoffs that are co-op oriented, but this is the only mainline one that was, like, part of the main story that's co-op oriented. So it's 
fun. We are just trying to survive throughout the whole thing. Of course, there's a bunch of weird zombies and stuff. And um, it's a really interesting setting. It's like in Africa, and there's a bunch of villagers who are attacking you and stuff. So that's great. But it's been a nice little like change of pace from Ghost of Tsushima because it's a little bit more um, tanky is the way I describe it. The way that your characters move is very much like you're a box. Like you, you're not, <laughs> you're not a 3D character. 2007, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's just the Resident Evil series in general kind of yes. controls that way. Yeah. Um. So like transitioning into that mm-hmm. is interesting, but it adds its own little fun challenges and. Of course, the characters, um, the enemies, as they run towards you, kind of like will run off kilter and will like <laughs> duck every now and then because the, what you have to do is you have to pause, you have to aim, and then as you move around to try to aim, you have to try and shoot them in the head to kill them. And you can't move while you're aiming. No. So it's, it's very stressful in that way. Uh, and like I said, it's just tank control. So it's interesting and it has been a nice little reprieve. I'm curious if we'll end up making it all the way through the game. Just because I don't know if my wife will be able to handle it the whole time, but um, it was like it's accessible enough that she was able to pick up on it, um, which I was surprised about because those games are known to kind of like push off newcomers. Yeah. So, uh, but otherwise, the game has been fantastic. Enjoying it and looking forward to seeing how it goes. A weird story. There's really nothing to talk about there. So, um, with that said, though, Jared, I don't have a default segment prepared. I do have another little game oh dear. that I want to bring up while we're talking about our pick of the week. Okay. So let's do it that way instead. In the midst of what we're discussing, um, we will jump into the game. But with that said, let's just go ahead and transition into the pick of the week. The four-player brawler, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now, this is the very, like, its namesake is exactly what this game is. Smash Brothers Ultimate. Very fitting title. It is. And Jared and I have talked about this game a few times before already and have brought up every now and then because we are playing it consistently around other games throughout the year. So um, it's, it's one of those mainstay games that it's just easy to pick up and play and you can just put a few hours into or even just 10 minutes so it's been around, but we wanted to take some time and actually highlight it to actually put it up as a candidate for the Hall of Games. And partially that's because I think my, one of the main reasons I wanted to cover it is because we've been playing it mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been refreshing to me, honestly, Absolutely. to be able to sit down with a group of people and play that game. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about no, it. No, I feel the exact same way. Melee is... Or not Melee, excuse me. I almost jumped into the, what I was going to say about the history of it. No, Ultimate Smash Brothers is all about um, what Nintendo originated uh, the idea from. A group game where you can beat the snot out of your friends yeah because you can't do it in real life no but <laughs> but it's a ton of fun i'll take the suspense out of it and say josh beats me almost every time how i don't know, know about that i think that's appropriate though i am casual so that's how it goes but no that it, it is you know it's funny you go back to the the original smash brothers in the n64 that's all nintendo wanted to do they wanted to compete with capcom a little bit and and come up with a game where you could fight against your friends on uh, a couple different levels and so it's it's been it's evolved up to this point mm-hmm. where now it has become smash brothers ultimate with a incredible character list it's over 74 i think or is it right at 74 it's at i think they're getting to 82 right oh, wow. now wow with the dlc characters yeah okay okay with the dlc yeah characters. so you have to add those in and then some people will count pokemon like the pokemon trainer as a oh, it's three, three characters three. Yep. so you could even add more there yep so yeah, an amazing depth and breadth of a roster for sure. Talk about let's talk about the progression. What you saw? Did you play the original Smash Brothers? Yes, uh, one of the very first N sixty four games I was ever um, privileged enough. Yeah. To. <laughs> and I actually was never able to own it because it had Pokemon characters in it, which oh is an boy. interesting story. Oh I don't boy. know if your parents were like that at they all. They were but... the exact same way. Yeah? Oh yeah. Oh man. I don't know under I don't get like I don't get Pokemon specifically. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's so child oriented. Yeah. 
Um, but that's a whole other story. It means pocket devil. And so if you look into like the history of like the Japanese background mm-hmm. of it, um, lots of very conservative Christians, oh, yes. like my parents and like Jared's, just don't necessarily vibe with that. So because of that, I was very limited in my Smash Bros. experience, but that was almost like something that made it into this legendary... Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. mysterious title with these characters that I kind of recognized and ones that I didn't recognize, mm-hmm. and I remember playing it and having tons of fun and not knowing what I was doing, but just like fully falling in love with it. And then I remember playing Melee at a friend's house and being like, "I recognize this game." Oh yeah, like I don't know why I know this, and then it clicked. Oh, it's that Smash Bros. game that I was never allowed to play. Um, but it was like so much better and so much quicker, and I, I remember actually not liking it as much because I was getting wrecked so much. But um, I never really got into Smash Bros. until Brawl. So that was when I really got into it. And that's when I began to fully appreciate what this game is. The the way that it... I actually wrote a couple things down, um, and this is one of them. So I wrote down three reasons that it's good, Jared. And I wrote down three reasons that this game is bad. Okay. So let's talk about those. One of them that I was about to bring up is that this game is like a celebration of primarily nintendo and its lineage and then also just the video at this point the video game industry at large um and you can see that not only in the characters but in the way that the stages are presented the different items that are available and the way that the story unfolds in a lot of ways will play some homage to that especially on brawl is what i'm thinking of um specifically and i was just getting to the point in my video gaming like experience that i had actually touched a few of these other um franchises i had touched the zelda franchise which i hadn't done before and i had played so many mario games at that point that i was able to experience uh, i was able to fully appreciate his catalog and even like the metroid games and the WarioWare series like all these little things that are all nintendo they're all under that umbrella but um the way that nintendo pays homage to them and res- shows respect to them and translates them into this four-player brawler that can be as accessible as you want it to be or as intense as you want it to be is just absolutely fantastic and something I immediately fell in love with, specifically with Brawl, and I've been a fan ever since. You know, my introduction to Smash Bros. was playing it at a friend's house. Same idea. It wasn't because I wasn't allowed to play it because of the Pokemon thing, but because you know I just didn't grow up with a console until I got the GameCube. Gotcha. So... Um, Although we were given a PlayStation like way after it was you know relevant, but that's besides the point. <laughs> the PlayStation um, One, the PlayStation One, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, and then like the ne- like a month later, I got a GameCube. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Like, so, um, but we got a GameCube. So my first real introduction to Smash Brothers was Melee, and of course, you know that's a totally different. It's interesting because Josh beats me now um, mostly because he played Brawl. A little bit of Project M, probably in college, a little bit. I don't Some think guys so. had no. Okay, Mm-mm. but Brawl translates better to Ultimate than Melee does to Ultimate because we're talking about me having played the second version of the game and now trying to play this one. Josh having played Brawl uh, and now trying to play this one puts him at a leg up. So it's been interesting. Our paths have kind of intertwined more like DNA than they have along parallel <laughs> lines here. But um, but yeah, my first impression was actually it was a gift of altruism when I got the GameCube. It was the only brand new game I owned because someone gave it to me. Could not afford it. I could huh. not afford to buy a brand new game, fifty nine ninety nine for a kid. Are you kidding me? That's For, true. Forget yeah. that. So it was given to me uh, from a young man at my uh, church who wanted to be a blessing, you know. And so that's cool. That was it. Was incredible. I love. So I have very fond memories of of that game and uh, trying to, you know, I trying to get good at it and uh, doing okay, but never, you know, tournament style, which we can get into later yeah. with, that, with the story of how that's morphed. But And then this is the next one that you've touched. Yeah, that's so correct. you touch the other two. I mean, I played Brawl briefly, but, yeah. you know, never to the same extent, just because it wasn't nearly as fun coming from a GameCube controller to the Wii, to be frank. Like, that's what disinterested me completely. So that was that was true. Yeah, I, um, I it's interesting because my, like like thought process about melee was always like this mysterious previous game to brawl and i would look at like stuff online about it i got to the point 
playing Brawl that I was like so obsessed with all the little intricate details. Mm-hmm. I would like read every trophy that you got. Gotcha. Um, I don't think they have trophies anymore. They have stickers now. Yes. Um, yes. But I would like dive into, they had like little demos of past games in there and I was opening my mind up to a bunch of like history in the video game industry that I had never been exposed to. But Melee, like when I would look about it, like look up, look it up online and look at stuff about it. It was always like this mysterious, like, oh, this is the one that everybody prefers to brawl. Yes. And I'm not really sure why, other than the fact that it's like these tournament people who are just snobs or something. Yes, that's exactly what it was. That's <laughs> exactly then, right. And then I'd also like notice that it had characters that brawl didn't have, and that made me like, oh, I don't know about you, but characters in a fighting game are like my bread and butter. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Any fighting game I get, yep. I want to get all the DLC characters. I want to mm-hmm. unlock every character mm-hmm. that's in it because those are what yes. those games are about. That is me. the lifeblood of fighting games is picking a character that you feel actually carries your essence into battle yeah. as a young man, you know, <laughs> trying to beat the tar out of your friends, you know, via via uh, digitize, right? Basically. But, but what Josh is talking about, you know, looking back on Melee, that's interesting because... Um, Nintendo first came out with Smash Brothers for the N64, and it was great, to great success. And then when the GameCube came out, they released Melee. What they did not know is that they had accidentally created a masterpiece. And actually, Melee came out um, uh, behind schedule with a, a crackpot team of designers, and they had accidentally created a masterpiece. But the problem was... Nintendo never wanted that. They only ever wanted a casual gaming experience like the fighting version of Mario Party. Just you can actually hit someone when we get mad at sure. them. So it's, that's what they've always wanted. So it's interesting. They tried to return to their original intentions with Brawl. Yeah. So that's why For the sure. players of Melee disdain Brawl so much. Mm-hmm. Add that to the fact that one character in particular uh, was kicked out of tournaments, Meta Knight. I'm, we talked about that briefly before because he was OP, you know, overpowered. And so it was like, you know, a bunch of young whippersnappers coming into tournaments at like 12 years old and beating teenagers because they're using Meta Knight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Power imbalances. What makes Ultimate so beautiful and almost a foregone conclusion in the Hall of Games, although I don't want to speak too fast, um, is that Ultimate is the perfect marriage of the technicality of Melee followed by the uh, uh, double the host of characters and uh, just the better technology and more of the party and casual flow of Brawl. It's a yeah. marriage of the two, what they both did best on their own and put into one game. And uh, Josh and I can't get enough of it, honestly. Yeah, well, and this is a game, I think, that has like fulfilled all of my... I, I don't know why I have a bad connotation with the word fantasy. But, <laughs> but that's what I want to say. Yes. Like, all of my fantasies surrounding the game because yes. it gave me access to all these melee characters that I had never touched yes. before. Exactly. Um, and that was its big appeal when it first came out. It was like the campaign, the marketing campaign was all about all the characters are back. Yes. They're literally all going to be here. They're going to be starting. Like it start, The game starts off with just the original characters, which I think is a really cool touch. Perfect. Yes. And then from there, you build out your roster. Um, and then they added like even like 15 more characters on top of that. So you get all the characters from every game ever released, all the extra characters that they made specifically for this game, and they just keep adding stuff to it. Um, Fourth time's a charm with Nintendo. They've really nailed down this marketing strategy. In addition to creating uh, the characters, which, as Josh said, is the lifeblood of a fighting game earlier, um, they have also continually released new characters. They've really nailed down uh, their their strategy with doing things because it keeps the players engaged, excited, and up-to-date with everything that's going on in Smash and keeps drawing you in and in and in. And it is something that is just a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just the plethora of characters, of items. That was actually one of the other reasons that I had that it was good. So um, I talked about it being just a celebration of Nintendo and its lineage, but it's also just this giant like treasure chest of crap that's awesome. <laughs> um, just like the music tracks, like that's yep. one thing that like I think a lot of people kind of take for granted, but like it has fully orchestrated like versions of the like classic Nintendo songs, and it has a bunch of stuff from other franchises that you'd never expect because yep. of the fact that it has a bunch of third-party characters in it. Um, so just the music on its own is it's like one fantastic feat, like this amazing compendium of tracks and like that you can't find any other game like you will not find that scope and breadth of quality in any other game just in the music alone 
and that's just the music. Like we could talk about the collectibles that are in it, the different game modes that are presented, yeah. Um, the way that there are so many different customization options, all the way down to the, the controller. But then even like in the game itself, you can put all kinds of different match options um, and really customize it down to however you particu- particularly want mm-hmm. to build that style of game mm-hmm. for you. Whatever that style is for you, you can have mm-hmm. that realized, and that's what this game is. And it gives you all of that right at the beginning. Um, and it's just like this endless, um, world to explore this like endless gift that keeps on giving. And we'll talk more about the, the, the reason why for tournaments, for casual play, but for also like specifying your, how you like to play the game is so great. But it's funny if you were to tell me that a bunch of young gamers who are obsessed with a fighting game would be excited to unlock a classical music piece, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> and yet that's what Josh is talking about when yeah. you unlock another soundtrack for a map and you get to play fighting to that soundtrack. Uh, it's it's incredible the depth and breadth that they, Nintendo put into this game, no doubt. I um, and This is me just being a little bit of a nerd here, but I, I talked a little bit about Brawl and how I used to read the trophies and stuff. Um, I used to just leave my Wii on and then pick a particular music track and then just let it play through the music as like my background music throughout the day. Because I didn't have, like back then YouTube wasn't as prevalent, so it wasn't like something I could just go put a playlist right, on. Right, right. But that's like how deep I got into this thing. <laughs> and that's the thing, it like gives you that option to do that. And it's incredible that a fighting game had such music and carries it on to the, the Nintendo uh, Smash Ultimate. You yeah, know? Smash Ultimate right. takes that um, torch and continues it forward. Um, and outside of the breadth of stuff that you can find and discover and unlock... Um, I would say the other thing and the reason that this game in particular is good is that it is accessible mm-hmm. and it is not only like built for party play but for competitive play, which we kind of talked about already. Um, but that was definitely something I wanted to bring up because you don't necessarily expect a four-player character brawler to be anything more than madness, mm-hmm. but there is a cadence to it, a... Um, technicality that's built into even the characters moves and stuff and i think actually ultimate is kind of getting out of hand with that um especially with some of the more recent characters they're just kind of like a little overpowered in my opinion um and i'm curious to see how they begin to balance things out going forward and i know they're working on that stuff yes and already trying to transition away from it constantly updating buffing characters nerfing characters uh not completely but i mean toning them down uh giving them advantages and and different things that they this is where we want you guys to engage with us on twitter tell us who your favorite character is what you think of maybe the most recent update things like that tell us what we would love to hear about things like that Josh, can I tell you one of my favorite reasons why I think this is a fantastic game? Yes, let's hear it. The fact that it also stand, stands alone as a perfect single-player game. The uh, There's this thing called the Spirit Board in which you're unlocking and opening up a map. You're fighting through baddies constantly under certain conditions. It's always varied. It's always zany and crazy. Um, and you become slowly more and more powerful. They've created a, with a minimal plot, a great just mini campaign and it's taking yeah. hours this campaign has already taken more hours from me than yeah. like what you would consider as a full-fledged rpg campaign you know what i mean type of like a, a modern warfare or something like that yeah already taken way more hours from this game uh and that's incredible for a smash game to have such a standalone single player you can play if you're alone kind of a vibe that's incredible that just doesn't that, that that's not in any of the previous smash games to, to my knowledge yeah, I mean, they had the um, Subspace Emissary in Brawl that was pretty good, and that one had a lot more story to it, which was fun. Okay. This game, though, what it does is it gives you micro-challenges that I think work better with the formula that's already mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. the fighting formula. Um, and in that, it's even building in a bunch of like cool twists on like video game characters and history. Like You're facing basically like characters from a franchise that represent a sticker. And then the way that that translates to the game, because they didn't actually create the character to fight against in the game, they kind of like translate that using the character roster that's there. Yeah. 
Um, like and what, it's really cool. Yeah. What Josh means is like, in a sense, like if you have a challenge in what your competitor or the sticker you're trying to unlock or the trophy you're trying to unlock is Waligi, they will take the Luigi character mm. with like a purple and black outfit, if that right. makes sense. So they're like, they're, they're get they're, and that's a cool little touch. And they get Nintendo. very clever with they it. They do. I would say. It's very impressive. Like, and even if you um, haven't played some of the other games, it's neat to kind of see like, oh, that would be kind of how that character yeah. might operate in Smash. Yes. Um, with that being said, Jared, who would you say, or if you could, like, for this game in particular, because it's known for its roster and for the fact that it keeps adding characters, if you could add any video game character, or I'm going to include anime character, oh, anime to character? the roster, oh man, who would you choose? Wow, that's a comp. Uh, uh, Ang from Airbender. Okay. So that wow. how, think about that. If he can use all four elements, that you would know, be amazing. <laughs> would that not be awesome? Like, I tell me that's not the best idea you've heard that. all day on this oh, podcast yeah. in the last forty minutes. Um, <laughs> so him would would be great. I actually also would love to see Waligi from, um, yeah. or maybe even a King Boo type. Some, some other people from the the Mario universe might be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how varied you could get with the the char- the move set, but that could be fun. Um, I really can't think of others, but those two spring to mind did Aang, you have someone in mind yeah i wrote a couple things down but ang is like way better than anything <laughs> i could think of i don't know where that came from i just was thinking you mentioned anime that's what made me think of it because that's he's not, like he's not even an anime but i still thought oh that would have been hands down a yeah. cool character to have he's like not only like the most like f- like far away character from what i would think would be in smash but also the most perfect <laughs> for being added i think so, so too I, I think it would be great that's a fantastic pick i wrote down a few because i couldn't really choose i've always wanted to play as paper mario okay i don't know if you've ever played those games no but... i want to play the new paper mario that comes out but yeah um they are always like quirky rpgs and mario has a lot of interesting abilities that would be totally different from regular mario okay gotcha gotcha or dark dr mario so he would play totally different i think it'd be a nice little like addition they already have three links right yeah so exactly adding another mario i think would fit and then also be kind of cool um but i also wrote down goku <laughs> just because of course how could you not because <laughs> it's dragon ball you gotta add dragon ball and he's like pretty prevalent in video games actually like yeah there's a dragon ball game every year and it always sells out the wazoo so <laughs> like he's kind of a video game character he's not but he kind of is so I kind of feel like that's yeah. cheating maybe a little bit, but Goku, and then um, I also thought Master Chief ooh, from the Halo franchise. Ooh. Um, okay. Not only is there a Halo game coming out for next gen, I think it might be coming out this year or next year, but Microsoft has already collaborated with Nintendo on Smash Bros. Banjo and Kazooie is a Microsoft character. <gasps> Josh. Um, don't so, excite me like this. <laughs> so they've already opened a door, and had, like I, I wouldn't be able to choose a Sony character. I was even thinking like it'd be cool to add Jin Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima okay. in the game, um, but he's a Sony character. I, I think it'd just be cool to have a samurai, but they don't have any relations as far as I know the companies. Um, so okay. there wouldn't really be a whole lot of uh, chance for that. But Master Chief is possible. Of course. There is a door open. So. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I would prefer Master Chief than if they were to just overdo it with respect to Zelda and try to put Beetle in there. Please no. <laughs> I'd love Beetle. Are no, you kidding me? No, I, just, I love him too, but we already have five uh, Zelda characters, <laughs> yeah. right? No, six. Six. Well, you're um, wanting to add Boo, like King Boo. Like, that's a I know, Mario. Yeah, character. you're not wrong. You're There's not already wrong. like eight of those. Dixie Kong needs to come before any of those, I think. If sure. You're, if you're technically talking about honoring different, like, franchises and different stuff, they already added King K. Rule, you yeah. know, different things like that. Characters that I didn't even think to add, they've added. But what's cool about what Josh and I are talking about is that this franchise is so beloved and has such respected mechanics that no one's worried that if they were to add a fighter, it would be worthless Absolutely. or embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you almost get the sense that like um, when they uh, took Zelda from melee to brawl, she became disrespected hmm. because they had changed the way the character, you know, fought and stuff and like huge uproar. But with ultimate, no one is dissatisfied with any character that I've heard of. Everyone's yeah. very pleased with how many different characters can like kind of counteract each other like a rock, paper, scissors. So uh, I think anyone they add would be a great uh, idea. I, I'm a I'm a little averse towards the roster itself, and that's something I want to delve deep into yeah. because it's actually one of the things I have written down for uh, one of the reasons I think this game is okay. bad. Hit me. But before we get to that, oh okay, Jared, <laughs> we have 
our mid-podcast game. Okay. Um, and I kind of brought this up the other night just to kind of get some feeling from you, how okay. you might do in this. Oh, dear. And I think you might do okay. Oh, dear. So this is Name That Franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what I'm going to do. We've been talking about the characters in Smash Bros., which are, of course, the Steining, the, the shining stars, not Steining Shard, um, <laughs> of the game. But they get pulled from all sorts of different franchises across the video game industry. Oh, so, man. Jared, what I'm going to do is oh, I'm going man. to name a character. I want you to tell me what franchise he's from, and then extra points will be if you can pick out the specific game that this character within that franchise came from. I'm going to do way worse than this than you think I am. At right <laughs> I'm very I'm curious. curious. So let's go ahead and do it. And I, only, I don't have very many. Okay. So all right. I didn't pick all 75. Or 76, or whatever it is that's in the base game. Um, first character, Mr. Game & Watch. He is from the original uh, handheld device, Mr. Game & Watch, I think. Just uh, Game & Watch. Just Game & Watch? Oh, okay, there's no Mr. Okay, see, that's already, people, it's a train wreck. But he's from an original handheld game that was, like, Square. If, am I getting this wrong? No, you're right. I think right. that's right, yeah. You're right. It was kind of a competitor to the Game there's Boy. There's a stage. There's yes, a stage, there's a stage built yeah. after. Yeah, that's why the character is 2D in the, in the game. Absolutely. So, yeah. Do you know which was the first game of the Game & Watch series? I don't. I'm not, not even... It's called Ball. Okay. So you wouldn't have gotten that. No. <laughs> but no. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> okay, so good. Mr. Game & Watch, one point. Cloud. Cloud uh, is from the Final Fantasies yes. series. Yes. But there's like nine games, right? There's, I think, 14. Oh, gee. Currently. <laughs> so I don't know at all. I haven't gotten into Final Fantasy. I need to. Uh, that's on my list. But I They really just don't remade even... the game that Cloud's in. Okay. This year. So. And it's like brand new from the ground up, like gorgeous graphics. They remade it? Yeah. I don't know if you might have seen it in the interwebs Maybe because of that. Maybe briefly. I'm not sure. He wasn't there from the beginning, I guess. Um, no. No, okay. No, I don't know. All I know is from Final Fantasy, that's it. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, I don't even... <laughs> but they just released Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I thought that might no, stick out in I your head. I must have missed it. It's okay. I it's must fine. have missed it in the news. All right, Hero. I'm not sure at all. Zero. I have no idea. He is from Dragon Quest. And oh, then, you mentioned that name. Oh, I, just I have... did, and I was gonna... That's why I kind of put him on there. I didn't think oh. you'd get it, but I did mention it the other night. Um, and... The Dragon Quest character hero, um, I think, has four different skins. I just chose the base one, Dragon Quest Eleven, which is the most recent game that came out. All right, Samus. Samus is from the Metroid series. Um, my original introduction to Samus was like Metroid Prime, the GameCube okay. uh, one. That's, That's it. Fantastic. I really don't know much more about the series other than she's a kick butt female. But... Do you know which game samus was introduced in wasn't it just called metroid yes yeah okay I, th I thought that's what it was metroid yeah. metroid there yes. you go two points right there for jared Sheik. Sheik is from uh the zelda series she's an alter ego of zelda i'll be honest though i don't know i'm gonna assume she comes in, in the first one but i don't even know what the first one is in zelda series first one is the legend of zelda and it is not the first one it's not the first one no okay it's ocarina of time is that right which was isn't that, that the one most people consider the best zelda game mm -hmm. okay it's like the legendary like 10 out of 10 i think it's one of the highest rated games on metacritic of all time like, yeah okay it's that prevalent so ocarina of time all right falco falco is from the star fox series um he it was Fox, Slippy, a bunny, whose yeah, name I did. Peppy, Peppy there we go. <laughs> and I think one other character, but I think Falco is kind of like a rebel? I remember playing... He's, he's kind of like the, the rogue in the in Yeah, the exactly. But I think he was there from the original game, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Okay, but I don't remember the name of the original game. Star Fox. It's just Star Fox? Okay, yeah. all right. So, good. I'll give you the point there. I played the GameCube version, but that wasn't the first game, I don't think. No, no, that one's actually not even made by Nintendo, I don't think. I think it was a Namco game. Really? Okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the GameCube one. Um, okay, Lucina. No clue. You don't know? <laughs> no, no clue. Okay. Most of the sword characters in Smash Bros. are from this series. Final Fantasy? No. Only right. Cloud is from Final Fantasy. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, them, okay. Like no. Marth. Marth, Roy, yeah, okay. Ike. Um, I, I, Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. I was All right. Took me was... a second. 
I do not know the lore like Josh knows it. I was hoping that would like trigger something because they're pretty prevalent in the game. They it's are. Like, I thought they were also from Final Fantasy, but that's because I'm unfamiliar with both, obviously. <laughs> it's close in th- names, like Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy. Both start with an F. Thank you, my friend, <laughs> for being so and courteous. And then the, the actual game she's from is Fire Emblem Awakening. This which... is why I'm the casual. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure someone out there was like, ah, it's Awakening. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Wario. Wario is from his own series. Um, I, I I don't remember the first game, though. I don't think he show, didn't... He was like the antithesis to Mario, but he didn't show up in a Mario game, right? He did, actually. He did? Okay, that, so he I was, have it wrong. So he was okay. introduced in a Mario game. I was going to give you it for the Wario franchise, though. Okay, yeah. Because he does have, he his, does own have his own franchise. I do know that. Um, but he was introduced in Super Mario Land 2, okay. Six Golden Coins, as <laughs> the antithesis to Mario. Greedy so. and yes. Right. Yeah. All right, Snake. Snake is from... Uh, I'm going to blank on the name. Uh, Cold Metal Death? Something? <laughs> that is... Yeah, Metal... Cold Metal Alchemist? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> death Metal? No. Um, me- oh, oh man. Can I have, I'm sure it's right on the tip Can of I have time. half a point? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you half me- a point. It's Cold Metal... No, it's not. Is it? I don't know. It's Metal... Gear. Metal Gear Solid, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid is the game he's in. Oh, okay. All right. Um, All right. And then the series is Metal Gear. Yes. Okay. So, gotcha. I'll give you two points. No, right. I don't even know. I'll give you one point. Because you got Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. So, half point, half point. There you go. All right. Last character, Pit. Pit is from the same series that Palatina is from. I don't know, though. I don't know what what that one is he is uh the series is based off of a greek myth i don't know if that'll help no i can't so the series icarus is Is icarus yes okay so it's kid icarus kid icarus that's right that's right yeah um and the original game so i'll give you a point there all right so i think you got one two three four (laughs) five six seven eight nine ten eleven points out of a total possible 20 Okay. So that's pretty good. It reflects my uh, my SAT scores. <laughs> my percentile. <laughs> All right. Enough with the games. Jared, I, to transition us out of that, I want to ask one more question of you. Okay. I have wrote down a couple questions here as well. Who would you say, and this actually kind of fits with us talking about the characters. Yeah. Who would you say is the most bizarre or weird character in the game? Banjo is pretty funky. Banjo? Yeah. Or Duck Hunt? Why would you duck put it? Hunt. Have you seen Duck Hunt play? It's a dog <laughs> who gets carried around by his butt by a duck. It's like just the, the things that you'd put in there. Like like we talked about, you would think they'd stick Master Chief in before they'd stick in Duck Hunt. Sure. But, uh, you know, those two are really bizarre and odd. Um, I really like some of the more zany characters that they brought in, like Piranha Plant. But who do you think of when you think of a crazy, weird character? You know, there are so many in the game, and that's one of the things I love about the series, is that you never know what they're going to add. Like, when they added Pac-Man, I was, like, elated. That was in the (laughs) Smash 4. He's a good character, too. Yeah, he's a really interesting, unique character. Cool how they kind of play on his franchise, and he's a very classic, like, when you think of video games, you think of Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say he's the weirdest. I would say probably Duck Hunt or Wii Fit Trainer. Yeah, that's true. Like, I didn't thought of that. That's true. That's just like a, the most bizarre, like totally like under the Nintendo um, umbrella of games. For sure. Like, and it's probably a pretty prevalent character because yeah. tons of people bought Wii Fit. Yes. When it came out, like yeah. that was like a trend. Yeah. And your aunt Karen did for sure. <laughs> for sure. So does everyone's aunt Karen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I thought that was just such a funny character that they added to it and. Uh, super weird, just like a yoga class teacher. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who I would say. Um, but to get us into the conversation, uh, I, I would say this is probably a perfect shoe-in for a uh, Hall of Games candidate. I don't think I have anything to withhold from the game other than these three reasons, Jared. One of them, I honestly think... and. My nerdness like keeps me from hating it so much. Sure. But I honestly think there are too many characters. Okay. And I think that because of the fact that there's just no balance really. Well, there is a balance with the game, but it's getting more and more tenuous, especially as they add more characters going forward. And I know that I'm not a pro gamer, so it doesn't necessarily affect me a whole lot, but I really do enjoy I'm a big fighting game char- uh, person in general. I I don't really hate any of the main franchises when you think of like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter like I will play those I got super into Street Fighter 
um, in my high school years, and those kind of games really appealed to me because of how balanced they are, because of how technical you can get with the characters, yet it all still remains fair. And Smash Bros. just doesn't quite... I don't think it quite reaches that. Like you can, you have your top tier characters, and there are a lot of mid range characters, but there are just some that really do kind of break the game at certain points, and they've had to nerf over time. Um, and the fact that they're balancing it really does help. But there are so many characters that you will never see on a pro fighting stage because they'll just they're either absolute trash. Mm-hmm. So it, the balance works both ways. It's not only overpowered. Yeah. It's the fact that you have absolutely trashy characters too. Yeah. So what do you think of that point? My counterpoint is just that Nintendo seeks to create a casual fighting game. And sure. I think you can't have accessibility when you play Mortal Kombat with someone who's even played two rounds and you've played zero. True. The level of the scaling of uh, um, I'm struggling with my words here. The leveling up process when you play something like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat has to do with direct input of how many hours you play the game. With Smash Brothers, if you play against someone like the other night Josh and I played and the unspoken rule was that I only took him as seriously as the seriousness of the character he chose. <laughs> no, I'm serious though, but that was that was to me when you chose Kirby, I chose Donkey Kong. Right. When you chose Hero, I chose my best, which yeah. still didn't even come close because Hero's OP. He is. Shout out. But um <laughs> but uh no, but like I chose my favorite which is Captain Falcon, right? So that's kind of what I'm saying. Like that dynamic, we can take a break in between rounds because we're going to choose semi-serious characters and laugh at each other as we knock each other, you know, 15 miles off stage, doing some ground pound that looks hilarious. Yeah. As opposed to we're going to get nitty and gritty here and get mad at each other because our honor is at stake. <laughs> I think the accessibility of Smash has to incorporate a tier list that has pathetic characters and OP characters. How seriously do you want to get into this game? If you're going to play tournament level, you're going to be wanting to play with someone who's as fluid or more fluid than Mario. That's probably a good standard, right? Uh, You don't want to pick King K. Rule. Just being real. (laughs) There's clear winners and losers in this game, but I think that what Nintendo has also done is created a thick middle class. I say that intentionally because you know a healthy economy has a healthy middle class. A healthy fighting game has a healthy middle class of characters. And if you look at most pro commentators on the Smash games uh, tier list, they have a very thick middle section. Sure. There's very few that they put at the top. Um, you know, and some that used to be at the top in other games, but now are in the middle now. You know, th- I just think Nintendo did chose. Um, balance and casual accessibility over fairness and equality, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's no, my counterpoint. That's definitely what they what they did. Like, yeah, and that was like I said, part of the whole marketing campaign and yeah, everything. Like for sure. the fact that they had as many characters and they just want to keep adding at this point because they just want to boost that number up. Yes, but I don't know something about just like having a finely tuned like down to like every single character's move being something that can be rock paper scissored against with another character um on like a roster list of 40 max just sounds appealing to me with nintendo characters in it um and them being tweaked and built to a point where each of them is a top tier character Mm -hmm. and also can compete against any other character in the game something about that like it just sounds appealing to me. I, I almost wish that there were like an alternate Smash Bros. Act. Ah, like, yeah. And, and maybe like have the main party one and then have a more focused, more um, intense, even even like, honestly, like we already play, like when we play the other night, we already remove half of the Smash Bros. fun by just getting rid of items. That's and true. getting rid of crazy That's a good point. stages and stuff. Yep. Like, if you were to take that concept, like, pull all that stuff out of it and really just focus on delivering a fantastic fighting game, I don't know. That just sounds appealing to me. No, I can certainly understand the appeal. I guess I'm trying to have my cake and eat it, too. I think it's fun to me that I can choose a character that because you choose Samus, which is a mid-strong-range character, Mm -hmm. um, I choose um, Link who can counteract that or or at least match it blow for blow. Or if you choose Shulk, I choose Ike or Marth, right? Yeah. Something along those lines. Whereas if if you choose Donkey Kong and I need to take a set off of you, I'm going to go with maybe um, Bowser just to shake things up. You know, it just depends. Yeah. So I like the accessibility, the ability it gives 
uh, a 12 year old to compete with a 16 year old you see what i'm saying okay. by choosing a really good character yeah. uh it gives them a little bit of a handicap and i i think that's what part of what makes this game so much fun for a casual like myself for sure so i'm kind of veering towards you see what i'm saying like my appeal is towards the nintendo style of doing things for someone who has a higher level of technical skill like yourself i can easily see why street fighter is more your bread and butter yeah well yeah and and you're right like it's just a totally different like um way that it's set up because i can't bust out tekken at a party yes and expect everyone to have fun that's true i just can't like there are going to be people who win people who lose and who are terrible at it and who are good at it yeah whereas with smash bros it does kind of muddy those lines a lot more yeah and you're able to kind of sit down on a couch with four randoms and have a good time regardless of who you are so that's definitely its appeal, but I don't know. I guess I would love it if they had that option as well to yeah. maybe a more finely tuned version. I don't know. That's but. kind of what Project M was supposed to be. When people yeah. made Project M uh, developed by users with melee mechanics and right. ball you, characters. You brought it up a couple times. So could you explain yeah. what Project M is? Project M was a um, PC version of Smash Brothers with all the Brawl characters but the melee mechanics. Brawl was notorious for being a little bit slower, a little bit more charismatic than Melee way, Melee was. Melee was unforgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were either good at it or awful at it just because it was it was even more imbalanced than what you're talking about Ultimate is now, which well, is Well, and that was some that's something that has like been appealing for that game yes. for years. Yes, now. exactly. Uh, so how seriously do you want to take it? Project M wanted to marry the Brawl characters with the mechanics of Melee. And gotcha. so uh, it was a good, uh, just a project developed by lovers of the game. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I would say one more thing that, to your point, Josh, what makes this game so great uh, for me is that as I do get better at it, I have the chance to fine-tune it. Uh, the game does when makes a couple of um, user interface switches that are crucial from uh, Smash 4 into Ultimate. One is that you choose your stage before you choose characters, and that eliminates a whole bunch of issues about counterpicking and choosing a platform yeah. character versus a flat stage character, especially if stage comes first and then you choose. You know, right. so there's there's one you know a couple different ways to level up your game, but I guess in general. I love the game just because everything seems to have been leveled up since the last time they made it, and it was is truly a better game, the best version of the game. Uh, I have, I guess I have fewer critiques of it than you do, which is fair, you know. Well, speaking of, I have a couple more. Please so, do lay it on me. I love number those. two of the three things that I think is bad. Um, Online sucks. Oh, it does? <laughs> yes. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair the enough. Online sucks in this game. Fair and, enough. And that is something that Nintendo has always been kind of bad at. Yes, But I was, I was having hope for this game yes. going into it because they did really well with Mario Kart on the on the platform. Yep. Uh, Mario Kart's online is pretty good. Uh, Splatoon is an all, only an online game pretty much. Yep. yep, And they have fine-tuned that pretty well. But the online capabilities of Smash Bros. Ultimate are trash and that's unfortunate like and i think it's kind of a bummer and definitely like a retractor for me with the game especially as someone who does tend to play by himself yes um yes i can't just hop online and get a competitive match going because of either lag or um it's i think it's the way it's set up is it just randomly it doesn't have like a ranking factor to it at all so you're just going to be thrown into random matches unless there's a couple of other options you can turn on to kind of like limit the pool of people that you'll be turned against Mm -hmm. but that was like such a disappointment to me i remember when i first got the game and was really getting into it and was really trying to like get as much out of it as i wanted as i could really wanted to hone in on a particular character and stuff like that and i just unless i was playing level nine computers um i wouldn't wasn't able to get into the nitty-gritty of the character yeah um because and even and then that has a cap to it like level yes, it 9 is. characters or level 9 computers are only going to give you so much challenge yes being able to go on, and that's the thing i like about fighting games in general is being able to play the online portion of it yeah. and really see what you're made of like mm-hmm. against actual people um, and this game just does not deliver on that 
Yeah. It does not at all. I don't know if you have anything to say about it. No, not really, because you addressed the only counterpoint that I can offer is that the level nine computer is actually, it's good, it's difficult, it is hard, but it's only hard because the computer uh, sticks to the moves that are the best for that character. So there's very little originality. Um, To be honest, once you get into a rhythm, it starts to be like, did I actually win that or did I just start recognizing patterns? Right. So there's nothing like playing a real character because of the flaws that they incorporate. It's like, was that intentional or do they have some strategy? <laughs> that they're working on with me, right? So, um, uh, unless you're playing someone like Josh who never makes a single mistake, which is frustrating. But, no, I certainly understand the appeal of the online and you're completely right, it does suck. <laughs> that's that's the consensus. There's no debating that. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my third point. Jared, online sucks in this game. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair, <laughs> That's I what it. I wanted to say. I get it. I feel wounded now, but I get it. <laughs> that's it. Like, I really just wish that they would take the time to fix it. Yeah. Because they could, yeah. and it would make it better. We don't need any more characters if you're going to continue to have issues with online. The game is, can be very fast, can be very technical. Uh, the feints, the positions, the manipulating of the controllers, right, right. all that stuff. You want to play at a high level, and if you're constantly lagging and then flying off the stage because you got hit during the lag, it's just the most frustrating thing. Absolutely. Fair enough. Fair enough critique. So... That's all I have for the game, though. Like, and that's pretty small. Oh yeah, all things considered, for like the amount yeah. of, like I said, the modes that are in this game. I mean, you talked about single player, but we didn't even talk about like all the different kinds of challenges, like the home run challenge stuff. Oh yeah, chock and, full of stuff. Yeah, like so many. The classic mode yep. is so much. It's like the arcade I setup. Even, I haven't even touched some of those things. That's because what I'm there's saying. Already so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then of course the character roster itself is just through the roof. Fantastic. Even though I do think it does have too many at sometimes, uh, but it is fun um, to get into a specific character that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be good or that is a low tier character and just kind of see what they're made of. Oh and, yeah, for sure. And play them against other characters and whatnot. So um, that's all I have for the game. Um, I guess I would ask one last question of you, Jared. Who is your favorite character? Captain Falcon. Okay. No doubt. And that's partially, that's two reasons. One, just because his mechanics allow for, uh, my play style is not quick. It's not about combos, which I'm working on it, but it's not. Mm. I just suck at follow-up. I I have a hard time reading people. So with Captain Falcon, he's explosive enough and quick enough that I can get in a quick counterattack and then wait for them to recover and then go again, go again. You see what I'm saying? Like there's kind of a rhythm to offsetting someone else's rhythm. So me being a casual, he's one of the most accessible semi-good characters. But um, what about like, so flipping it then, who would you say is your like least favorite character? Maybe not to play, but to play against. Olimar. Olimar? Oh, I hate him. Why? (laughs) Because he's stupid. (laughs) I used to be, he he was my main for a long time in Brawl. Um, because I had just gotten the Pikmin game that came out for the Wii, or I think it, they remade the original too, and so like it came out around the same time that Brawl did, and so I was like enamored with it. So I just gravitated toward the character and played him so much, and then they nerfed him going forward because he, he used to be able to have like a train of Pikmin. He used to be able to have I think like eight, and now you can only have three, so it kind of limits you a little bit, but. Um, I love playing Olimar. <laughs> well, I, I say that as kind of like a jab at Josh. To be honest with you, the only character that consistently annoys me is Mario players. I really? don't know why. I really don't. I Not even agree. swordsmen a, a, annoy me as much as a would, good Mario player. I would kind player. of agree with that. It's something about that character. Yeah. It's like Nintendo is like waiting for you to find out his secret. Some like <laughs> special glitch in the game that makes him the best because they can't help themselves. They love their plumber. I don't know. But mm-hmm. something about fighting a Mario character always sets me off. I don't. <laughs> don't know what it is interesting how about you worst worst and best so my favorite character um right now i would say is young link but i fluctuate on that and i tend to actually play as multiple characters just for the enjoyment of it so i like to play a snake every now and then just for funsies (laughs) um he really isn't that good of a character but he's fun to just kind of like sneak around lurk and throw your grenades and stuff um i used to be really good at samus she was my main for the fourth game so um, Olimar, Samus, and then for this one I really haven't had one. So probably Young Link right now. And then least favorite character to play against is, quite honestly, and this might be something that my brother did to break me, mm. but anyone who's good at Villager. Oh. I don't know if you've ever played a good Villager character. Not really. Like, if I mean. someone knows what they're doing with that guy, he can just be a pain in your hiney. Like, <laughs> I, 
and he like he has so many unique and bizarre moves that you wouldn't expect in a fighting game that he can kind of throw you off and if you really know how to utilize him it just can be so frustrating and he he's a character that kind of runs away a lot um and because of that like his tactics tend to be more like lurk in the background throw it a zoid and then or like plant a tree and then wait for someone to come by water the tree and shoot them up into the sky so i would say villager um and that would be my answer with that said jared does this game enter our hall of games I think you know what I would what what I would say to this, Josh. I'm just so impressed with the evolution of the series up until this point. And when they labeled this game Ultimate, it's because they were beating their chest and they knew they had a good product. I, a this is a huge flex from Nintendo. It's a fantastic game. You whip this out at a party. It doesn't matter how hardcore the dudes are in the room. You get respect. It's, <laughs> I'm serious, though. It's a great party game. Yeah. It's accessible for all ages, all genders, all orientations of you know video game culture, all of that stuff uh it is a fantastic all-around game and i can't say enough good about what they've done up until this point with the smash series i agree 100 percent, and i'd say it's definitely uh entry into the hall of games it is like i said a celebration of the video game industry at large yes and it's such a fantastic full-fledged package that it really puts other 60 dollars games to shame oh absolutely with just the amount and volume of stuff that you can see and do and that like you could remove the quality of the gameplay and I would still probably want to enter it just because of that. Um, but you have on top of it a fantastic gameplay loop with so many unique characters and abilities and just this four-player um, cadence that goes into it that you really can't find anywhere else yep. in the market. So definitely going to be entered into the Hall of Games. And with that being said... Let's go play some Smash. <laughs> Let's go do yeah. it. Um, that's it from us here, a Bard's Backlog. Uh, I don't really have any notes for housekeeping, so I don't know what else to say here at the end, other than if you guys liked this episode, tell a friend, rate us on iTunes. That really helps. Give us five stars only. Um, <laughs> like and comment on our posts when we post these. That's helpful as well for the algorithms. And, of course, um, you can reach out to us via Twitter going forward. And with that said... Thanks for listening. This has been our Smash Bros. episode. Long overdue. And next time, we will be covering... Um, well, I was going to say Xenoblade Chronicles, but we will see. That might be getting changed. We'll see how that goes. But most likely Xenoblade Chronicles. So, This is the Video Game Bard signing off.